Good morning. Good morning. How are you? This is Dr. Brenda Shoshana with the next episode, another episode in our podcast, Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life, which is today. Here we are again, one day and then another day. And before we know it, our everyday life moving along. The the podcast, the episode for today is called Who is the Guest? Who is the Host? This is actually a wonderful, famous Zen koan. has so many implications and so much bearing for everything, for our relationships, for our life, for our ultimate well-being, actually. Who is the guest? Who is the host? One wonderful thing that I love so much about Zen practice is that it turns things around. It helps us look at our simple activities from a much, much larger perspective. And when we look at it from this different perspective, everything changes. One, two, three. It's put in place in the larger picture. And, And it becomes so much more meaningful, fresh, alive, interesting, and also balanced. Zen is really about balance in the deepest sense of the word. Our balance, the balance we share with others, the balance of the universe itself. Balance, balance. So let's get to this wonderful question. Who is the guest? Who is the host? It might seem like a very silly, simple question, but it isn't. (laughs) You know, we go many, many places. It's very normal. We leave our home. We go here. We go there. We visit a while, and then we return Sometimes we enjoy the company and the sights that we see. Sometimes we don't. <laughs> Sometimes we don't, want, we don't want to leave. We linger longer than we had planned. Other times we cannot wait to get back, to return home. Home. What an important place. And what does that really mean? Where is Home connected to this question, who is the guest and who is the host, is the question, where is home? Where are we returning to over and over? I've heard this so many times, even people in relationships, they say, well, we could be together a certain amount of time, then it was enough. I wanted to return. Somehow that person wasn't deeply at home in that situation. Interesting, so interesting. Embedded in that koan is what is it that causes us to feel deeply at home? Very important question, because that is the host, the home. So the question is, where are we really returning to when we feel so comfortable and reassured? Sometimes we're returning to a place. Ah, I'm home, thank God. We like being home. (laughs) Other times, we're returning to a person. We feel so at home with that person, so connected, so at ease. Sometimes it's an activity we return to. People will say, well, after I went to the gym or after I played tennis or after I did Zazen, I felt more myself. I was at home in that activity. Some people like to cook. Others love to have play with babies, have children, others like to clean, and many, many, many things, garden. It's it's not inherent in the activity or the person, but what it calls forth in you, 
Where are you at home? Wherever we feel truly at home in anchors us and helps us get in touch with what we call the host, the host, that which remains after all the temporary visitors have come and gone. That's a very interesting concept. What is it that's still there? People come, people go. The host doesn't change. It doesn't go anywhere. It's stable. It's there. And usually the host is offering itself unreservedly. It's hosting us. So this very famous and simple koan, who is the host, who is the guest, is really a very profound one because sometimes we are the guest of others. Other times we play the host in our own lives. These, we, when we do that, we're learning that these are different roles we take, and they, each role has a very different concern. We have different responsibilities. If we're the host, we're getting our place clean, we're buying the food, we're putting things in order, we're making sure we really want our guests to be comfortable, we want them to have a good dinner or good company or a good time. That's our concern. And if we're the guest, what is our responsibility and concern then? Well, when we're the guest, we arrive and we receive the wonderful offerings the host has for us. It's not so easy for many people to receive and realize that they're giving a great deal when they are receiving, but they receive graciously. Thank you. They receive with a heart of thanks and appreciation. And you know, um, one of the branches of Zen is a tea service. This is an exquisite practice which really emphasizes this whole aspect of the host and the guest. Teaching, teaching how to be the guest, what's, what's needed, how to be the host. Because the guest, of course, gives a great deal to the host and vice versa. So when we learn, we must learn this. I mean, many people don't know how to be a guest. They don't. They they go in, criticize everything, demand everything they want, are unhappy with this, are unhappy with that, and they storm out of a relationship, a situation, a home, a job. They don't realize that for that period of time, they're not going to be there forever. A guest never is there forever. It's the host that's there forever. It's the host that remains. But for the period of time that they go in, they're the guest. But let's go even a little bit deeper with this. Because this wonderful, beautiful koan asks us really something much, much even more profound. It's asking us to get in touch with the ultimate host of our life. The ultimate host of our life. It's asking us to notice what is it in our life that is simply a guest, temporary, comes and goes, is it a friendship? Maybe it's marriage. Is it a, a, a job? Maybe it's an illness. We think it's going to last forever. It won't. <laughs> Whatever's here, we think it's going to last forever. That's part of the human confusion. It won't. <laughs> is, it, is it an activity we're doing? Do we feel totally stuck? But when we learn about the host and the guest, there's no reason to feel stuck because 
The guest and the temporary activities never, never last. Only the host remains. But often we cling to the things that appear and disappear in our lives, the guests in our lives, as though they were the host. We get caught up by them. Even in meditation, the feelings that come and go, they're just guests. We're sitting there watching, being with what's happening, and allowing things to come and allowing things to go. Well, whatever comes and goes is the guest. We don't realize that even when we're seated, we'll grab onto something and get all involved in it. But we're not aware, in terms of the larger picture, that these are fleeting only, and we're getting caught in something that ultimately is going to disappear and that ultimately will twist us around in many ways because we're going to want to make it stay, and it can't. So, which is not to say not to appreciate the guests, all these temporary visitors, of course, but to cling to them is a mistake. Just a mistake. It's not bad, it's not awful, it's a mistake. In the midst of the endless changes of life, we all think that we have to cling to what is coming and going mercilessly. And I mean mercilessly. Sometimes we cling to people mercilessly. That's an interesting word. We just refuse to let them be what they are and come and go. And yet, how many are looking for that and living with that, with that which is stable, welcoming, and will never leave you or change the real host? Why not look for that? Why not be with that? Actually, when you stop clinging to whatever is so temporary, you don't have to look for it because the real host appears by it. It becomes clear. It appears by itself. And you can rest there. You can be home there. So let, let me just say the host, actually, of our life has invited us here. And as any good host, it will provide nourishment, cordiality, even entertainment, fun pleasure. It's all great. However, ultimately, it's the host's place that we're at, and we are here at their invitation. The real difficulty arises when we do not realize our role. We do not behave as a guest. We do not receive the offerings we're being given fully and offer thanks. Once we do that, things go very differently. Now, many guests do not even recognize that they have a host. They feel that the, everything belongs to them. Wherever they are, that's theirs. It belongs to them. They can do as they like in it. They can demand more and more. They can become furious if their needs aren't met. And sadly, this goes on all the time, particularly in relationships, which is another example, very beautiful example of the, look for the host in that relationship. Look for the guest. And I don't mean you or the other person. Guests are generally not aware that their stay is short, that their time is precious, and that there are many wonderful gifts that the host has prepared for them. When we learn how to receive these gifts gratefully, the host is delighted and can offer more and more. When we do not, disorder erupts and our lives and relationships take a very different turn. Life then becomes filled with pain and struggle and demands. 
and upset and disappointment rather than a wonderful visit where everything can be enjoyed for what it is and the nourishment offered can be absorbed. So what this Cohen is saying, find the host in your life. Find the art of being a guest, of being temporary. <laughs> let the host be the host and let the guest be the guest. And for sure, the greater harmony will prevail. <coughs> so, you know, I want to give you a little, a little exercise the way I usually do in the podcast so you can take this material and make it in real for yourself, can apply it, can practice it a bit. I like doing that. Otherwise, they're just words floating on the sky. Let's make it real. Let's ground it in our lives. Notice when you, what you return to and what feels like home to you. What's your true home? Where do you go when you want that deep sense of connection and restfulness? You don't have to go somewhere. Maybe it's a person a relationship, maybe it's meditation, who knows? Just take it, just look at it, just know that, be aware of it. And look and see that which does not change in your life, but is constant, stable, and giving. See that which offers itself to you without reserve. We may not think that there are play people who do. Well, some people do. However, we may not be aware of it, but there are many things that offer themselves without reserve. Many things, the sky, the ocean, trees, children, different practices. When you offer yourself to them, they will also offer themselves to you. Now also notice who is a guest in your life? Who comes and goes? like a summer evening, a spring breeze, autumn leaves, a book, a new friend, a conversation. So try to let the guest be the guest and let the host be the host. And also, if you have the, the desire to, take a look and see which role you play in your relationship with others as well. It's a very beautiful practice, learning to be the host at times and at times the guest. So I want to, uh, <laughs> talked a lot today, I want to thank you so much for listening in again and your wonderful emails. I appreciate them. I love talking with you about anything that arises from this podcast. The, the um, URL for the podcast is zenwisdomtoday.com and it would be delightful to have you come visit the site. There are all the podcasts I think are on the site as well as many other places like iTunes and so forth. I will be on, let me see, November 18th back to wonderful Malloy College where I'll be offering a Zen talk at 8.30 in the morning. That's in Rockville Center at Hempstead. Love it there. And love that wonderful Sangha. And I want to wish you all not only a beautiful day, but moments, moments where we stop and recognize the host and the guest. 
Thank you so much for listening. My other website, if you want to reach me or learn more about my work, is www.brendashoshana, that's B-R-E-N-D-A-S-H-O-S-H-A-N-N-A.com. And you can reach me again at top, T-O-P speaker at yahoo.com. Thanks for being here. Good to be with you. And I really hope you have a wonderful day.